there does come a point where the numbers become so overwhelming, so mind-numbing, that management has to take action. At least I think that point exists. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, and I hope you'll check those out as well. Panthers 4, Penguins 3. And you can carve that up, that outcome from last night, a bunch of different ways. You can find some positives in it. You can find a whole bunch of negatives. You can get into breakdowns. Uh, You can get into, wow, even goaltending. I mean, Tristan Jari might have had another save or two in him last night, and I almost never say that about him. Or you could just say, hey, the other team might be the very best in the National Hockey League, as I'd mentioned on yesterday's show and pretty much dedicating that episode to the Panthers and how really, really talented They are, especially up front. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let this team off the hook on the one thing that is, I can't say killing them, but it's certainly killing the feel that they're a Stanley Cup contender. You know, they're still getting their wins. They're still getting their, their positive outcomes here and there and there looking good against really good teams like the Rangers and the Lightning, and and it gets your hopes up again. But when you get down to it in every one of these games, almost everything that's happened since the beginning of January, there's no single trait that stands out like the lack of secondary scoring. And this is anything but an opinion on my part. I'm going to read you some of these numbers, and I promise you that no matter how much you think you know about the lack of secondary scoring, no matter how much you think you've noticed it, these are going to cause you to take a little bit of a pause. Listen to this. Kasperi Kapanen has scored one goal in his last 24 games, zero in his past 17. Zach Aston Reese has One goal in 50 games total this season, zero in his past 33. Dominic Simone, three goals total in 52 games, zero in his past eight games. Evan Rodriguez, first half hero, one goal in his past 26 games, none in his past six. Even some of the guys that you might think are doing well, or you remember them as having contributed because they did so in the first half and maybe popped a couple of important goals in the second, even they're struggling. Danton Heinen, one goal in his past 11 games. Brian Boyle, one goal in his past 15 games before he was scratched last night. How about Jeff Carter, local folk hero? Everybody loves Jeff Carter. Two goals in his last 23 games, none in his past 10. And what do they have to say about that? Well, let's go to Brock McGinn, who's got two goals in his past 23 games after the game last night. I, I don't know. 
the key there, but I think uh, we got to do a better job at uh, rolling our lines and everybody putting in the work and uh, following the systems. And I think uh, when we do that, we uh, can have teams in the offensive zone and uh, tire them out, and that's when we get uh, our opportunities to go out there and score. So I think um, we just all have to be committed to go out there and do it. There aren't answers. He doesn't have answers. He can't have answers. What's he going to say? Our guys aren't good enough? That wouldn't make sense. And for that matter, it wouldn't really match most of what we saw in the first half. But all of them, all of them are going through this do you want to call it a slump or do you want to just call it the default mode? I don't know. I know that when I think of Rodriguez specifically, I feel like the 15 goals that he scored in the first 37 games are the outlier and not all the rest. But does that apply across the board? And how much longer can you wait? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Here's the thing. When asking how much longer Ron Hextall and Brian Burke can wait to make a move, Please understand, I'm not referring to anything based in the regular season. This team's making the playoffs. This team's going to get in. I don't care if it's first seed, second seed, seventh, eighth. It doesn't matter. Playoffs, that stuff, you can throw it all out the window. NHL history has proven that. This franchise's history has proven that. Maybe there's a chance that Kapanen will run into a little bit of a a streak. Maybe there's a chance that Rodriguez will get some of his confidence back and start feeling like he did back in November. But that isn't the issue. The issue is whether or not you, as the people running this hockey team, believe that these players will contribute goals in the playoffs when it counts. Because that's what championship teams get. Speaking of commonalities with other championships from the past, you can go right through the Penguins' five cup winners, and you will find third-line contributions, fourth-line contributions, going back to Brian Trottier, Phil Bork, Troy Loney, working your way through to the Jordan Stahl line, working your way through to HBK and Nick Bonino and Phil Kessel and Matt Cullen coming up big. There are no exceptions to this, not in the franchise's history and really not in hockey history. You have to ask yourself if you believe you're going to get goals out of these people more often than once every three months. In my eyes, the first person who has to blink here is Mike Sullivan. I know and respect how much he appreciates guys who, quote-unquote, play the game the right way. He's well within his rights to run a hockey team like that. He's been successful with it. But that can't be it. That can't be the limit. You can't ask Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Brian Rust, Evgeny Malkin to score all of your goals every single night as they did again last night. And you absolutely can't ask it in a long playoff when most of those guys 
are in their mid-30s or so. Sullivan, to his credit, in the third period last night, tried some different things. He put Carter on a line with Malkin, which is something I've been advocating here for only about two months now. Let it stick. Give it time. Let Carter get the feel back for scoring some goals. Build one line at a time. It's better to have two lines going than just one, which is what you've got now at 5-on-5. From there, embrace the return of Teddy Bluger. Start making things make sense on the third and fourth lines within reason. But, but, get some people up here from Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Radim Zahorna, Drew O'Connor, get that group up here. I don't care if they fall on their faces. I know that these are not elite prospects. I'm not new to this. I know the state of the system. But I also know that you have nothing to lose by trying these guys over the same tired group that's just going out there and laying eggs night after night after night. Make it happen tomorrow. When we come back, just one question. from Mendy, who asks, as of right now, the Penguins will be facing the Rangers in the first round. What do you imagine a series like that looking like? And would you be nervous about the Penguins largely outplaying them, but just getting shut down by Igor Shesterkin? Well, let's be fair. I know everyone's going to be a little bit down after losing to the Panthers, after losing to the Hurricanes. These are results that would have been pretty uplifting had they gone the Penguins' way. They don't go the Penguins' way. Each one's a one-goal loss. I don't feel like the outcomes themselves are worth uh, getting too definitive about anything. That's why I was stressing in the opening segment today that this problem with the secondary scoring has been in place since the beginning of January for a long time now, and it's been there through a lot of winning and still remained, maybe become even more of a concern because the way that they were doing a lot of their winning, the Penguins, wasn't sustainable. You need to have more people putting goals home. So if you want, we can look back at the one time the Penguins and Rangers met about a week and a half ago at PPG Paints Arena. And it was probably the way in which the Penguins would have to beat that team. They would have to pepper Shesterkin. They would have to create some traffic in front of the net. And I know they're not doing anywhere near enough of that. And they didn't again last night in front of Sergei Bobrovsky, who appeared to be perfectly willing to let the Penguins beat him for the millionth time. But they didn't accommodate that. And from there, the Penguins would have to be smart with the puck, avoid turning it over in the neutral zone in particular to keep the Rangers' speed and transition from hurting them. But here again, and I don't mean to be a broken record on this, but since my brain's already in this spot, you'd have to score more. 
They scored one goal that day. You know, you can win games by a score of one to nothing in the playoffs. It's okay. It just won't happen very often. You're not going to be able to win a lot of games with two goals either. And you're definitely not going to be able to win a lot of games with just your stars. Because in a playoff setting, more than any other, a team can just make up its mind that it's going to do nothing other than defend when your big boys are on the rink. And that's when secondary scoring goes from being a want to a need. And who's going to do that on this team? Whether it's against the Rangers, Mendy, or anybody else, who's going to do that on this team? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be your third line, uh, for example, that you say, the way the Penguins did back in 2016 in the Stanley Cup final against the Sharks, everything's fine because San Jose's third defense pairing stinks. And we're going to put our guys out there, our third line, that was HBK at the time, and we're just going to run those guys ragged. They're not going to have any chance. And sure enough, that's what happened to the Sharks over the six games. They had no answer for Nick Benino, Carl Hagelin, and Phil Kessel. And that, in turn, created all kinds of additional opportunities, not just for the top two lines, but also for the power play. Because those guys would draw penalties with their speed and their forecheck. Now, you're not going to reassemble HBK. You're not going to come up with anything close to it on this roster. But when I read you those numbers earlier, that's as close to zero production as you can get. And we're talking about a span of two full months in the National Hockey League. You can't convince me that Zahorna, O'Connor, Valtteri Pustinen, Alex Nylander, I don't care who, that's up to them to evaluate and to promote. But you can't just stick with all these zero-sum forwards and say, well, they're playing the game the right way. They aren't. They aren't. Because a big part of playing the game as a National Hockey League forward is to achieve the singular objective of the game, which is to score a goal. You can have one or two guys like that on your team. You really can. I've believed that forever. You can't have six, seven, eight of them. And that's what's going on right now. And that needs to change. I appreciate the question, even though I probably really didn't answer it. And I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.